we want to introduce you to our newest partner here in the fish tank. Yes, Planet Protein, a South Florida plant-based nutrition company providing rapid-fire nutrition for tough times in our lives. Featuring peanut butter cup, cherry Ooh. almond fudge, and the incredible chocolate magic protein shake mix juice, Planet Protein is the one-stop solution to keep your day going. Yeah, whether you're suiting up for Sunday. Now, you know something about that, don't yeah, you, Just juice? a little bit, or you know, watching from home. I know about that. A lot about that, right? <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Everyone has a need for quick, delicious, and nutrient dense solutions for go time and each product is packed with 20 grams of plant-based protein and superfoods to amplify your place in the game of life and guess what juice we've got a great deal for our listeners use the code fish tank that's all capital letters all one word fish tank and receive 20 percent off all purchases at planetprotein.com and also check them out on instagram at planet underscore protein you're now diving into the fish tank Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one. of course, y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk. Dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the Fish Tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Juice, we are in a little bit of a different setting today, yes, aren't we? Yes, we are, Big Seth. It's a great setting, though, my man. This is my favorite night of the year, the signature Grand Ghoul benefiting 2-1 Broward. The Grand has been completely converted to some kind of Gotham, I mean, the dark side of Gotham City. Unbelievable how they make 100,000 square feet. It's 100,000 square feet. 100,000 square feet into an amazing Halloween of extravaganza. The costumes are unbelievable. There's all kinds of craziness out there. And a true gangster, an original gangster, joins us here on the fish tank. The founding father of the Five Reasons Sports Network, Ethan Skolnick. He's looking like a godfather right now. He is a godfather, man. I'm the same age as you. You call me a founding father. What's that about? That's what happens when you start creating shit. Well, Ethan, welcome. Thank you for finally joining us in the tank. We'll get back to your episode here in a second. But first, it's Ethan Skolnick from the Five Reasons Sports Network. And we want to tell you about another watch party that we're having with the host in our network. And that's going to be November 11th at Uncle Al's in Sunrise. Now, there are a couple of Uncle Al's. This is the one over at 10033 Sunset Strip. It's in the same shopping center as Doris Italian Market. We were there earlier for a Canes LSU watch party, and we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. I'm doing that five times because we've lost all five times when we've had watch parties. But we are going to break the streak for Dolphins Packers in Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers. Well, okay, maybe not. But we're going to have a great time. We're going to have drink specials. We're going to have beer specials. We're going to have food specials. We're going to have giveaways of hats and T-shirts. I've also got some gift cards that have been burning a hole in my pocket. We're going to give out some of those also. So it's November 11th, Uncle Al's Sunrise 10033 Sunset Strip. We're going to start getting out there at about three o'clock the game starts after four it's been moved from one to four o'clock so we're going to get out there starting at three come hang out with us we're going to be at the outside bar we'll also be inside a little bit too so come check it out uncle al sunrise november 11th with the five reasons sports network all right for the the listeners who are really playing paying attention right now <laughs> if the song's not lining up if you didn't the dj bumped into the dj table or something like that it's a little crazy here this is not the traditional Fish Tank Studios. The juice. audacity of audacity. The, the, right. I like that. It's a little poetic Unbelievable. Right 
So just roll with us, folks, and just appreciate the brilliance that is Ethan Stolman. Well, I don't know about that. But what I was asking you was, like, how would you have handled social? Because you, you are, you're opinionated. I mean, you want to get stuff out there, and I feel it sometimes on social media that you want to say more than you actually say. But if you'd been in a team environment with that, how would you have handled that? Well, depending on how much, how much money I was making, Ethan. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mess up my contract for anything. No matter what, I wouldn't mess up my contract. But social media for me, man, that had been a tough one, man. Yeah. Because I said a lot yeah. without saying a lot, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, because you know, there's always something. I'm, I'm a guy that... You know, I wore my emotions on my sleeve. I, uh, I was boisterous in the locker room. I got in. On both sleeves. Yeah, on both sleeves. So, yeah, social media, I, I think what, what guys, what I would have done to protect the bag, I would have adapted to what social media brings. Some of these guys don't do that. And that's that's interesting to me that knowing how much money some of these guys make, that they still go out and do things that are foolish, knowing that social media is around camera phones are around and things that can get them in trouble are around. I wonder what Danny would have done with social media. Nothing, right? Yeah, Nothing. Danny, Danny, Nothing. Was, Danny was low-key. Yeah. He was low-key. We, we used to joke about that because every Wednesday when Marino would give his press conference, you literally could just fill in the opponent that week, and it was exactly the same <laughs> well, You guys just answer. needed to ask him better questions. That's uh, <laughs> what so Ricky would have told he you. Was, he was too good at answering questions, man. He was. like, Well, Ricky would have told us that. That's true. Actually, Ricky Ricky yeah. would have just told us we Ask better questions. You no get better question answers. about it. But, yeah, with, with Dan, he just, I mean, he, he would just give you the straight line. You know, they have a really good defense. We have to work really hard this year and all the rest. And, again, I think that's, again, part of what you don't get for NFL players a lot of times because it's just structured different. Yeah, well, you know, also, though, man, fighters, fighters are a real deal. You know what I mean? Some people, you know, there's some guys that are opinionated in sports, you know, the, the Josh Normans and right. the guys like that. But really, honestly, you want to really say the right thing still to this day and then go out there and know you're going to go out there and dominate. No matter what you say, it might not be what you believe, but you have to keep it PC. And you don't want to light any fire in anybody's ass either, though. Well, I think that's what it is, Juice. Like, guys who got in trouble back then would have just gotten more trouble with social media. Right. And guys who knew how to keep their noses clean or keep their stuff private or just didn't get into trouble just wouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, there's guys now who don't get in trouble on right. social media. Right. You know, it's the guys who don't care. The guys who are filming themselves after a loss in a locker room, yeah. you know, those are the guys who <laughs> would have found a way to, to get in trouble. Oh, I couldn't have that type of teammate, Seth. That couldn't be my teammate, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Don't be filming yourself. You would have checked and, that? And worried about your followers and your, your likes. If we just got whooped, man. I wonder what Lewis Oliver would have said after hearing him in the first Oh, man. Stay away from social media when you lose, man. Yeah, you can't do that Period. when you lose. Yeah. Yeah, That's no bad doubt. ball. No, no doubt. Well, we saw that even earlier like, I know, like, a couple guys, like, Devontae spoke out a little bit on social, kind of backfired on him. I mean, again, you know, <laughs> right? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I, I, you just, you just got to be careful. I mean, you can't, you can't throw it out there too much. I remember when the Heat, when this just started and the Heat hated social media. Yeah. But the NBA's embraced it. You know, yeah. like, it is. You have to. You have to. I mean. It grows the sport so much. Right. There's really nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So. They embrace, I think, anything that's entertainment driven. I mean, that's kind of a part of their gig, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I think that's why, I mean, I, I think, again, that's why you've seen that league grow, even though everybody knows who's winning the championship. Right. Which is, which right. is kind of a screwed up thing in sports right now, I think, in general is that like Alabama's winning the college football championship, right? Yep. Golden, State, Golden State's winning no. the No. Oh, what, are you going to give me McSorley? No. You, who do you like? I, 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 I will never say Alabama's going to win. I'm rooting for whoever they're playing against. <laughs> Bottom line. They might, but you're never going to say it. exactly right. 
I'm trying to like use reverse psychology because every time Nick gets there, yeah. and I want to root against him, and I like get literally angry, even though my boss loves the guy. Yeah, I know he loves yeah. him. He loves then him. he kicks the shit out of somebody. Yeah, I almost think it, maybe if I jump on the bandwagon, yeah, maybe that'll take lose. him right to the cell. Yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's ridiculous. Can this I be time. the mush? They never had a quarterback, man, like this. Yeah, that guy this can is sling different. It. It's, it's completely different Alabama team yeah. than they've ever had. They've always had everything else. Great defense, right. great corners, great D-line, a run game. They've had average quarterback. Now they got a superstar quarterback yeah. as well. How do you stop those yeah, guys? I don't know. How you, I mean, you look at Clemson as we talk here being number two in the country, and it's just not even close. Yeah, it's, it's going to be ugly. It's, it's, it's not even close. And then you look at the NBA. I mean, that to me is a given also. And I think the NFL, as we talk here, I think there are really only three teams, three or four teams that can win the Super Bowl right now. I mean, I, I look at the Rams, the Chiefs. Maybe the Vikings, maybe the Patriots, and Patriots maybe the always. Eagles Patriots, if they get hot. That's Patriots about it. Patriots are always in the hunt. And, and you know I'll, what, though? you got to get a little, a little lucky in the NFL. Yeah. Health, health plays such a big role in everything with the, with the NFL. And if you get a key injury at the key spot, who knows what can happen, you know? Yeah. So you and, never know. And I'll tell you what, you know, we're talking about consistency. Look, our Dolphins have remained consistent as well over the years. So we got to give them credit. They have been Wait a consistent. minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, where are you going with this? Because what, what consistency are you talking about, Big No, nah, man, you know, I I want to believe. I really do. No, I want to believe. It, it's funny, OJ, because Seth, every year I talk to him before the season, <laughs> and there's this little thread of optimism that's running through I him. always got it, too. And, and, then, and then at some point during the year, there's a success. No, I think everybody does, but I, I, yeah. the, my frustration with the organization right now, and I'm noticing this right now, like because how many different platforms I'm running, whether it's a website or a podcast, you got a lot going on, either. or social. My God, what what I'm sort of noticing is is like the apathy starts to set in because people are like, oh, here we go again. Right. And to me, that's the worst thing that can happen to an organization. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, like even with the Heat right now, the Heat is exceedingly average, as you know right now. Like, they're average, okay? I mean, they'll probably be a 43 to 45 win team if they don't make a trade. But there's a feeling that it'll get better. Like, like okay, they, they screwed things up the last two summers, but, like, they'll figure it out. And by I the think, way, where does that a, come from? Like, how did they earn that? Well, how do they earn that? They won three championships well, no, in seven I mean, years. But, but they won they three championships it. in seven years because of a, a really an anomaly. But they also have a guy running the organization who's made the playoffs 18 out of 22. I mean, but, I, I mean, that's... But Ethan, everybody that's makes a, the playoffs in the NBA. Only six teams don't make it, right? I, I mean, that's well, a whole different deal. I, don't know, I, don't, I mean, what, is, I don't what does that mean? Hey, it's the same number as the Panthers, and, they, and unfortunately, as we know, they never make it. I'm just saying, everybody makes the playoffs. In fairness to the Dolphins, like, everybody makes the playoffs in the NBA. It's a little harder. And I will but, say this, by the way. It's like a, it's like a wreck baseball team. There. And talking, I feel like he, i got to stick up for football no, but, juice. Because but, but he's talking like an old Dolphins PR guy right now. No, he is. I, he's, he's just, you've just morphed into old Dolphins PR guy. Here's the reality. You Ethan. did get Harvey Green on the we're, podcast we're, tonight. <laughs> I've become him. That's the grand goal. That's my costume. So listen, and, and OJ, Ethan's got one more question. He's got to go get tape. So here's the deal. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. How many times? He pulled that shit with him. I yeah. would try to interview OJ. He would do like, it with Tim Bowens, and Timbo never got taped. Timbo never got taped for so, anything. So here's, here's the reality. Timbo threw me in a laundry cart and, once. And this is no <laughs> – and you probably deserved it. That's right. So this is no disrespect to the Heat because I have tremendous respect for what they do organizationally. And a PR guy, PR right, guy, right. Tim Donovan's as good as there yeah, is in this hand, business. And Robert right? Great. Yep. They're incredible. And, and I get the passion that people have developed for the Heat in this town, but I promise you that if the Dolphins become competitive – this is a Dolphins town. It still is a Dolphins town. 
And I know the younger generation wants yeah. to dispute that, but damn it, let the Dolphins get good, and every one of them are putting on a Dolphins jersey. It will happen. Uh, well, we keep saying that, man. I, to me, to me, it's an under forty. And we're gonna keep saying it, but it's an because it's reality. But it's an under forty over forty thing. I think yeah. at this point. Yep. I, here's the yep. unfortunate thing. Okay, you talk about like Danny's at 1984. Okay, I'm 45. You are same 45. age. 45. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're looking at that going on 110. So, <laughs> so you and I were both 11 years old at that point. Okay. Right? Remember in Danny's 84. <laughs> sure. Okay. Little, and little it's baby. it's right it's it's so long ago at this point and and then you look at okay and, and here's the other thing and I know you were part of this but like I mean we talk about like the 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 Johnson wants that years okay when they were winning 10 11 games yep. consistently and everybody was pissed at that right like I mean Dave I mean Dave had his flaws we know okay but Dave at one point was 41 and 23 and everybody wanted him fired Gase as we speak here was 20 and 20 Philbin was 20 and 20 through his first 40 games I feel like what's happened here is that the bar has been lowered, 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 lowered because the expectations have gotten so low because there's just been so much frustration, and ultimately that leads to apathy. So it, they ha- they've had two flashes, right? 11 and five in 08, and then 10 and six in 16, but haven't been able to follow it up. Until they can follow it up, I don't know how you get the younger generation to buy into it. The way that they bought into 15 years of Dwayne Wade, like it's just yeah. it's a different I see, deal. Ethan, I, I think we've lost a generation of Dolphins. Yeah, I really do feel that way. You know, my my kids are 16 and 10, and they haven't really seen a, a good Dolphin team right. since they've been alive. 16. And that's hard. That's hard for kids to, to gravitate to a team that's average when they, when, especially when you can watch any team you want now. Right, that's you can be a fan of any team you want now because you can see them every single day now, every Sunday in football, every weekday in basketball or baseball. And I think that's changed everything. Before you were forced to have, you watch the Dolphins or nobody else. Right. Or, you know, the 4 o'clock game or the Monday night game. Right. Now you can watch who you want and be a fan of who you want. And I think we've lost a generation of Dolphins because of how mediocre we've been over the past 15, 16, 17 years. Well, and it's, it's not just mediocre, but it's average. It, it's when have they had a really explosive offense? And, and to me, that's what sells. You think that sells? So, so you even look at the last three years. So as we're speaking here, Gase's offense is 26th, 25th, and 24th last three years. So it's been there hasn't been a top Sounds 10. Sounds like we're getting better, or that, is it but, the other way around? That's the other way around. It, <laughs> they haven't had a top 10 offense since you were playing. Wow. So, so I mean, when you go back that far and you look, and then you say, now, okay. Now, what's that boil down to, though? Where do, where do you, where do you, well, a lot where's of the root of the problem? A lot of it's quarterback. In this league, right? A lot of it's quarterback. But but that's the frustration for Dolphin fans, too, because let's look at Kansas City, right? You're like, okay, Kansas City's, Kansas City, last 13 games, has scored at least 26 points. 40 games under Gase, they've done that 15 times. Kansas City's done it 13 straight times. So, and you say, okay, well, they got Mahomes, but they traded up to get Mahomes, yeah. right? It's not like Mahomes went 10th. They traded up. They traded three picks to go up and get Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, fifth round. Kareem Hunt, third round. Travis Kelsey, third round. The Dolphins had those assets, you know, I but saw they that have on, not I made that, a second. I saw that on the website. I saw that on the on, on, Yeah, yeah you on saw that on Five Reasons Sports. Yeah, Five Reasons Sports. I didn't know those I'm tweeting that shit all day. That's a good setup. I'm tweeting that shit all day. That's going to be the name of this episode. We're tweeting that shit all day. But the last last 11 games, they haven't scored on their, They haven't scored a point on their first drive. First drive. 
Which is critical. Critical. And Kansas City during that time has scored 54 points yeah, and the Dolphins well. scores here. So, so, good so, stuff so, there, yeah. so to me, that's the issue, guys, is that it's not just the mediocrity. It's mediocrity and not giving you hope. Like, not giving you hope that – like, because even, even the years that, that the Dolphins were not great, but they had Danny, it was like you always had a chance, right? And you were always right. going to be fun. Right. But they haven't been fun in so long, and that's the issue. And that, to get back to your point – is why there's hope with the Heat because, yes, Pat screwed up the last two off-seasons terribly, terribly. Overpaid average players. They never do that. Okay, they did that the last two summers. He wanted to prove to people that they would still take care of guys after LeBron left angry, Wade left angry, and Bosch left angry. That's what that was about. That's why you pay Deion Waiters because he gave you a couple of moments like Dwayne gave you. But the thing with that is there's always a feeling, all right, they've got Spolstra there, they've got Andy Ellisberg there, they've got... Uh, Adam Simon there. They've got you know they've got Shane Battier there now. Like they're gonna figure it out. And with the Dolphins, it's who's gonna figure it out. And I think until they get that right, who's in charge of the organization? Who's ha- hiring the other people? How are they getting the quarterback? How do they? Ryan Tannehill has had more job security than anybody in sports than LeBron James. Right. I mean, they haven't got him any competition. So to me, that's the big thing is that they've got to create competition and they've got to they got to make people believe there's something new on the horizon. And then I do agree with you, Seth. If they win, people come back in droves. Yeah, that's, that's how all this I'm town saying. Works. I think yeah. the passion for that team—it's it, like a light switch. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, again, I respect what the Heat have accomplished, but I—it's I, a Dolphins town, and I will stick to it. It's a football town. Let's just say that it's South Florida. It's a football town, and I believe that. And people might listen to this and call me crazy. Well, I think, but let them be good. Yeah. Let them be good, and you'll see. I think now, obviously, we're four and four right now, or four and five, five and four, whatever, whatever it might be. I think now's the time to jump on this opportunity because the other teams are looking pretty average right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not it's LeBron, Dwayne. The, the, the big three aren't together right now. South you know, Florida baseball doesn't have open. doesn't have all the guys. Right, it's wide open for somebody to take control. Who's of, the, who's the biggest star in the town right now? Active star other than Dwayne. Man. Biggest act. You're not going to come up with one. There is none. No, well, maybe I might have to go to hockey, but I don't, I don't Bar- watch enough hockey. Right, but Barkov's probably the best athlete in town. But right. If, but if he walked through, if he walked through Sawgrass Bell's ball, he would not know who he was, and neither not. would most people. Well, he's got a helmet on. And, and, and that's pass. why Dwayne comes back into town at age 36, and he's instantly, again, biggest star in town. Because, again, the Dolphins, who's it going to – maybe it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe it's maybe there's a guy it's on there. It's hard, though, at that position, though. I, I know. Yeah. I, it's got to be a quarterback, ultimately, yeah. right? It's got to be somebody or it's got to be, be a receiver, running back. Running back. Receiver. Right. they got to give Kenya Drake the ball, but that's a whole other It's a whole different deal. <laughs> so, listen. Is that, is that, is that for fantasy reasons? Or? Yeah, a lot of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Juice, this is my favorite night of the year, and Ethan is just bringing me down, man. I know. I don't mean to do that. All right. So, look, I'm going to bring this back into the tank because, as you know, the theme of what we do here is Tales from the Deep. Yes. Okay? You covered the Dolphins for how long? Uh, A long time. My first year covering them, I was age 24, 1997. 97. So, JT and Jimmy's second year. Actually, actually the first feature I ever wrote uh, for the Palm Beach Post was about Jason. Um, in 97. I just identified him as somebody in camp that I thought was going to be good. Ethan's going to just do credit. No, I didn't, take, I, no, 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 no. I didn't take credit. Holy. I didn't take credit, but you can still find that shit on the internet. <laughs> uh, but uh, ni- 90, Say it like Tannen. Google me. Google me. Google me. No, but that 97 was my first year. Um, that was uh, Jimmy's obviously his second year. And then uh, I was around a little in 96, but not really. And then, and then yeah, I covered them through 2000, kind of switched to the heat. 
went back and forth. All right, so forget the heat. Forget the heat. So right. you covered Jimmy Johnson for 97 through <laughs> and I, 99. And, and I covered Dave's tenure. I what? covered Dave's tenure, and I covered Nick's tenure okay, between, and Tony's tenure. Between those four coaches, yes. what's the wildest experience you ever had in covering a coach? Because, you know, you covered so many players. <laughs> you know what You know what story I'm going to tell. The, well, uh, you know what story I'm going to tell. I'm setting you up here I, now, I, right? This is an I, old radio trick. I'm teeing it up. <laughs> All right. You want we'll edit out the pause. It's fine. You want you want you want a story as it relates to me, or a story just that I heard? Uh, well, no, I, you know you don't have to tell stories on somebody. Something that relates to you, your right. wildest experience. Nick Saban motherfucking me in a bar. Wow! So let's talk bar? about that <laughs> on the road, huh? No, it was here. Now listen, you, getting uh, motherfucked here. by Nick Saban does not make you unique. No, that being it, said, tell us about no, it. it. Here was the service. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So you remember Gatsby's? Yeah. Yes. Well, I actually, I, actually, I went to a couple functions of yours right. at Gatsby's way back. So I was at Gatsby's, and I got a call. Remember, this was late in his second season here. Then he used to have media guests on his radio show. And I had gone on once, and Harvey was begging me to go on a second time. And I didn't want to go because I didn't like the man. And also, the season hadn't gone real well that second year. No, it didn't. And so Harvey was begging me to go, and I finally, at last minute, agreed. And then that morning was the morning that Dave Hyde asked Nick Saban, are you going to be the next Alabama coach? Oh, man. <laughs> set up. That's a and, hell of a set up. And Nick stammered through it, bullshitted, lied, whatever you want to call it. And so. You call it what it is. We'll edit that out. And so. <laughs> nah, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, you'll edit that out. There you go. Wash that down, Ethan. Another Jack and Coke. All so right. It's a grand open bar all night. Grand gold. That's there right. So I think I've lost my wife out there somewhere. Anyway. So, basically, here's what ends up happening. So, I'm at Gatsby's, uh, and I head over, and if you remember, Seth, the way he used to do that thing was he would take questions from the audience, he would take questions from radio, and then he would take questions from a media guest. It's kind of crazy he would do it in that format. You would think Nick would want a controlled format, no guests, every question, you know what it is. But he did it right there in life. he He did it right there. He did, it, he did it right there. Is that there. the great Omar that Kelly? That is Omar Kelly. That is Omar Kelly. All the stars are here tonight. We, we should pull him up here and Omar will definitely get pulled up. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we're there, and that was the day that he says he's not going to be Alabama coach. So, Harvey's begging me. He's like, please don't ask about the Alabama thing. Please don't ask about the Alabama thing. Please, Ethan, don't you'll be professional. Don't ask. I'm like, okay. But nobody else was asking any questions because the team was dead in the water, and so nobody was calling in. There weren't that many people there except Nick's wife making googly eyes at him from the front row. <laughs> and so I kept having to ask questions. And so at one point, it was also the day that Jason and Zach got named to the Pro Bowl. So I said to Nick, Again. I, I, so right, biggest biggest softball question I could ask. I said, I said, so Coach Saban, I said, uh, you know, Nick, uh, Jason and Zach made the Pro Bowl again. Is there anybody else that you feel should have made it but didn't? <laughs> He then proceeds to name everybody down to the equipment guys, probably named Eggless. Uh, and he deserved to make it. He, he absolutely did. But named everybody in the I damn. I don't think it was named Eggless. Uh, no. Did Nick, was Nick pre cam or post cam? Pre cam. Oh, it yeah, was Eggless. then Tony Eggless. Yeah. Named everybody. And he should have been named. And everybody in the organization. Tough to keep track of all that shit. Huh? <laughs> we, we, go, we go to break, okay? And he's clearly pissed as he's answering the question. He's pissed about that question. He go, We go to break, and Harvey comes up to me and goes, Ethan, Ethan, I thank, thank you. To the, you do a better Harvey than I do. I'm going to let you do it. Do it. You do it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, so, I'm just not there yet. All right. So he, well, uh, give Can another, I get you a drink? Give me another drink. Another ginger ale, please. So 
he goes, Hardy comes up and he goes, I want to thank you for being professional tonight. And I'm like, okay, no problem. And Nick spins around. He goes, that's not motherfucking professional. Now i got to name every motherfucking guy on the motherfucking roster because these motherfuckers who won't play for me are listening on the motherfucking radio to every motherfucking thing that I say. And then he goes over and kisses his wife. And then we're going to break, and I have to come back and ask more questions of him. And here's why I'm, I'm telling this story with you. I have other stories that I could have told. The reason I told this one is... Well, it's because I, we just let all those motherfucks fly on this podcast. Exactly. But I... I was supposed to play poker with you guys tonight. That night. That was the night you blew us off? I blew you off because we used to play poker at my house and uh, in my apartment. And so, basically, I did not go to actually play poker that night because of this. So, I remember texting people at the break and being like, should I should I leave? Should I stay? Should I leave? Should I what? So, anyway, I get through the rest of the thing. And that night, I just sent a message to May Recipes, Brian Weedmeyer, And I said, Brian, I do not want to appear in public with that person again. Okay, I just, and by that person you meant Harvey Green? No, I meant Nick Saban. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I meant Nick Saban. So I said I don't want to appear in public with that person again. And he's like, I totally understand. I said I'm not going to make an issue with this. No, never going to go further than this. But I don't want to appear in public. I'm not going to write about it, whatever. So a couple days pass. I'm at the facility, and Neil Gulkus, another mutual acquaintance, friend of ours, another legend. Uh, Neil keeps trying to get me to go up to talk to Nick in his office. And I'm like, I'm working. I'm not really interested in going up and talking to Nick. So this goes first day, second day. Finally, the third day, I'm like, all right, I'll go up and talk to Nick. I go up to his office. He's sitting there, and he's eating a tuna fish sandwich. He calls me in. having oatmeal cream pie and some blue power in. <laughs> Which he screamed at the secretary for. No. So I, so I walk the in. The oversized oatmeal cream pies, by the way, not the regular ones. Right. Ask the Frankie Lowe about that. got to be Little Debbie's. Not Little Debbie's. No, Little Debbie's got to be Little Debbie's, but they have the giant ones. Yeah, Little Debbie's. Frank, got- Frankie bought the small ones. <laughs> And he got treated like Ethan did. Yeah, exactly. Why so, eat a bunch of them. Why the fuck no. did I get the double up on my fucking little nah. Debbie oatmeal cream uh, pies? Oh these motherfuckers. God. There the it worst. is. That but, was a live sound from Nick Saban. The, the absolute worst. All right, so he's in. He's in. He's eating a tuna fish. By a satellite, bro. Yeah. Uh, he probably would call it. So we're eating a tuna fish sandwich. He's eating a tuna fish sandwich in there, and he looks at me and he goes, "Ethan, do we have some kind of a problem?" And I said, "What do you mean? Do we have a problem?" And he goes, "Well." He said, did I say something to offend you? <laughs> and he I, basically I, said, are you a little soft? I, I hurt your right, feelings, right, little boy. Right, and I was like, no. I said, it's, it, I said, whatever. I said, obviously you were upset. And, I mean, it's fine. I'm just not doing that again. And he's like, <laughs> and he looks at me and goes, well, my wife. Pinned it on the wife. He says, my wife says that sometimes things I say come out wrong. <laughs> and I'm looking at Harvey Green because it's just me and Did Harvey Green. Can clarification on that? So, Nick, I'm sorry. You know what? I get that. Me too. Right. What exactly were you trying to say? Right. Which so, motherfucker was? Uh... Right. So, so I'm, look, I'm looking at Harvey Green. He's looking at me like I'm just supposed to. And I'm like, no, it's all right. He says, no, I, I really like your work and I respect your work. And here's what's going through my head is he had just said he was not going to be the Alabama coach. And I'm, I'm like the number two columnist of the Sun Sentinel. I'm thinking, why would he care about me if he was leaving? So I think the whole thing was just a ploy to get me to think he was staying. You right. think it was that thought I, out? I, everything with him is thought yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't I, think so. But why other? Why else would he invite me up to the office? Scooby so, feels that way. Yeah, Scooby. Scooby's looking at Ethan like Scooby agrees. Scooby is really honed in. Scooby is looking at Ethan like he's looking at Ethan like he does. I just think some people lose their freaking minds, and then someone someone like checks him, and then he's like, "Wow, you know, okay." And then he has that moment of humanity. And and tries to. But he did that a couple times though. I wrote a column where he compared football to war, 
Right. And I killed him for it. Right. I it was, remember it that. Was, all right. And I, he actually reached out. He asked Harvey Green, asked me for any uh, any servicemen who were offended. And he actually invited them to practice. It was like it was one. It was a moment of humanity. That he didn't seek publicity for. I was actually kind of impressed by that one. I, I but, think that happens. These guys get enraged yep. and they lose their shit. Yep. And then somebody dials it back in. So, Ethan, I'm, I'm seeing the five-minute warning here. They're pulling O.J. back on stage, and I'm going to yeah. jump on his coattails and ride all the way up there. Wait, we're not going anywhere okay. quite yet. Okay. Because, Ethan, we talk about we talk about the ball up all the time. Yeah. You actually oh. wrote an article about the ball up. We can't let you get off our oh, network. Oh, right yeah, about that. Talking about the ball yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, I was, yeah, I was invited to the house. I looked it up the other day I, that I wrote about that. The day that I was there at OJ's house to write about it, I think Scotty was defending JT of the Post. Really? <laughs> Actually, from what I remember, that because I, when I checked the article on that, that's what it was. It was. It was. That was the day that because right. you warned me that Scotty might of show up. All nights. That's got, the night Scotty Pippen came I, out. I got. I, I probably got disagreed. I think Scotty and JT were on the same team they that might, night they, it, they, because I made sure I stacked my team that <laughs> night. Oh, Scotty so we know who JT. was running point. <laughs> <laughs> That was unbelievable. That was an unbelievable yeah, night. That, that, was, that was pretty cool. I, I, I will say, too, I, that the the, Jason, the fact that you guys gave Jason Cole some love on that <laughs> is very disturbing because he's the most arrogant person I know. That was Zach, man. I know, Zach. I know Zach gave it to him, and it's actually true. I mean, that whole story, I've heard that story a million times because Jason always had to tell right, that damn right, story he while he was wearing he a Stanford sweatshirt. He told me he's never, he was wearing a Stanford sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a closet full of them. That's all he has. He's got a closet full of them. I've been to his place in Gainesville. That's all. As you walk in, it's like a Stanford mat. There's Stanford <laughs> on the wall. I love it. Stanford everywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, and the thing you said about Dix, I mean, I, I'd heard that from everybody, yeah. that Mark Dixon was, was as good as anybody who went out there. So that, that one doesn't surprise me. Actually, with Dixon, I think you set this up. When Dix first, I really enjoyed his episode because I remember all that stuff. A lot of it we hadn't talked about before, but I remember when he got hurt his last year, and I actually went on a football Sunday to watch football with him because he was just so sort of, you know, disconnected and sort of felt lonely about being away from the team. We just, I believe, we went to like a Flanagan's or something like that and, and watched games for a little while. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Probably I, learned something that you didn't know before. I'm oh sure, yeah, no doubt. He was one. Of, he was one of our favorites uh, in the locker room. Like, you talk about so. a guy who yeah. always told it straight. Like yeah. that's you, Dixon. It was like his his quotes were poetry. Like yeah. you just go over there and it was like, how did he prepare? Good as it gets. Well, a great yeah. guy, man. One of the greatest athletes I ever played with, yeah. bro. Ever. Yeah, really, really good. No and, doubt and, about and, it. and one of actually, um, I would say. Probably Jimmy Johnson's best offensive story, I would say. Yeah. Right? Like of guys they right actually there. discovered. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like, Larry fine. Shannon. So. <laughs> <laughs> what, the white Randy Moss? The white Randy Moss? Larry was such a good dude. That too, wasn't right. nice right there. I'm just saying, <laughs> if we had to pick one. All right, they're pulling us. Ethan, thank yeah, you so much. Hey, I think I've lost my wife. Yeah, you know what? Thank, <laughs> you know for, thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting the Grand Ghoul and the 211 Broward effort here. But thank you for starting the Five Reasons Sports Network. Yes, sir. We appreciate the platform. Yeah, we got, we got a lot more coming. One announcement I do want to make on here while we got it. Are we uh, breaking news here? Well, a former teammate of yours, a uh, guy who actually took your locker, 
I remember because I remember talking about it. Uh, Chris Chambers is yep. going to be joining the network uh, doing a, hey. a fitness performance nice. concept for us with, uh, with Zach Duarte and Shea that, Tab. That so that's was, another that's one that's awesome. going to be cool. Great real estate he got right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I couldn't wait for Tony up. Martin to get traded, so I get that spot. <laughs> hey, it's Seth Levitt from the Fish Tank here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. When I'm not riding OJ's coattails in the tank, I'm, well, riding Jason Taylor's coattails at the Jason Taylor Foundation. And this Monday night, November 5th, we've got one of our most popular fundraising events taking place as the Miami Dolphins legend and first ballot Hall of Famer hosts the 15th annual JT's Ping Pong Smash presented by Publix at the Seminole Hard Rock Event Center in Hollywood. Join JT and some of South Florida's best, including current and former Dolphins players, cheerleaders, local media personalities, and more as they team up with generous community members like yourself to play in the original Celebrity Doubles Table Tennis Tournament. Yes, OJ will be there, as will Ethan Skolnick and a number of your favorite Five Reasons personalities. DJ Preach and I will be there as well although JT has us a little preoccupied for the night. The Smash is a great night out for families as it also features interactive games, haircuts, the Best Buy Fun Zone, and more. So come on out to JT's Ping Pong Smash 15 this Monday night, November 5th. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. and admission for spectators is just a $5 donation. Remember, it's at the Seminole Hard Rock Event Center, so park in the Winner's Way Garage. For more information, visit jasontaylorfoundation.org or call 954-424-0799. We are back again at the Signature Grand Ghoul, benefiting 2-1-1 Broward. Not the Fish Tank Studios, Juice, but we are at the dark side of Gotham this evening. <laughs> as dark as it gets right now, dude. <laughs> it's a little bit dark. It's a little bit dark. So we just had a, a great conversation with Ethan Skolnick, who told us every reason why the Heat, or he thinks the Heat, uh, <laughs> run this town. And uh, we beg to differ. Right. So we're going to talk to a guy who still covers the Miami Dolphins cover some football uh another fantastic writer here in this town omar kelly welcome to the fish tank man always a pleasure to be with you yeah i'm sure it hasn't been easy for omar covering this team because i mean at times you know as big a fan as i am it hasn't been easy to talk about it and stay in the middle stay on either side yeah but it's been tough on you i'm sure omar you know, it's even tougher to cover it because, you know, you get to know the people involved. Like, I, right. I've i gotten to know Mike Tannenbaum. I know his kids. I've gotten to know Chris Greer. know his kids. And, you know, same thing with Adam Gase. It, 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 but you got to really, you know, I, I also you know. You got to do your job. You got to do your job. And I also know Steve Ross. And I know, you know, this is to me, and I, I don't think I've ever shared this with people, but this has been the most difficult season that I've seen Steve Ross because you, from the, even the beginning, the off season. There was a struggle there because he, you could tell he wasn't really sold on what they were doing or what they were building. And, you know, while he put on a good face and he, and he talked the positive talk, uh, you could tell he just wasn't buying it. And now here we are four and four, despite the, the positive start, because they did start the season real positive and Surprising. things were going well. But then what happens is what I call the, uh, the New England effect where – <laughs> the Patriots show you the blueprint, and then everybody builds off the blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Or tries to. They, they definitely try to. And the Patriots, you know, everybody, you know, the Dolphins are sitting there looking pretty early. Yeah. Patriots were, I think, one and two at the start, and everybody's like, oh, this might be the year. And next thing you look at, Dolphins are four and four, Patriots are five and two, playing a Monday night football game, knowing who knows what happens there. 
and they, you know, the Patriots always try to feel their way out in September, and I, I really do believe that they're still not finished making moves, that they, they can make some moves at the trade deadline that can improve their team and get them to championship caliber. The question is, are the Dolphins going to do the same thing? Are they buyers or sellers? And I, I can't sit here and tell you. I think that this regime, they have to produce – but with all the injuries, I mean, you're playing – Adam Gase has coached 23 games without his starting quarterback. Right. You know, right. if you fire That's a man – an interesting point to say. Right. I yeah. mean, people question whether or not Ryan Tannehill is the guy. But he's the guy here, and he has it 23 games. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. Adam Gase has coached 23 games without his starting quarterback and, and, and has a pretty respectable record. You know, you're not talking about a Hugh Jackson r- record. Right. He's taking Thank the God. team to the playoffs. You know they they've dealt with a lot of injuries. I, I can I won't say they're the most injury riddled team in, in in the early portion of the season, but they're certainly up there in the top five. Yeah, and a team that can't afford injuries. Yeah, so depth is a definite concern. My my thing is the recent slide is very explainable if you look at it from the standpoint of early in the season when the offense was not having success and the offense could not sustain drives. The defense is playing 20 extra snaps. Yeah, right. 20 extra snaps game one. 20 extra snaps in game two. 20 extra snaps in game three. Can't stay on the field in game four. Right. You put that together, they played an extra game more than the offense. And then they get injuries, and that just adds up. You know, two defensive ends are coming back from a knee scope. You know, Juice, you know it. It, it don't take you two weeks to get over a knee scope. No. In the NFL, they try to make it that way, but that's not the real. That's not real life. Yeah, I mean, Cam Wake. When have you ever seen Cam Wake play a game where he's got zero tackles? Right. In a, in a thirty never. snap contest, it's never happened. Right. So they're not healthy. They they're patched up on defense, and really, right now, people are building off that blueprint, that that New England blueprint, and they're just running at him. Right. And right. saying, "Can you stop me?" Well. Here we are, five games, 858 yards later since the Patriots game. No, they can't. Well, we've seen a lot of things that haven't been working for the Dolphins. What do you think? How should they change things with Tannehill out, with Brock at quarterback? Um, they finally let, you know, uh, Kenyon Drake have more opportunities. I know Frank Gore is a beast still. Yeah. I, I think you really need to start pounding the rock and see what else happens after that. But here's the thing. I, I thought Adam Gates would not commit to running the ball, but he has committed to running the ball. 109 rushing yards so far this season, a game. That that I could tell you. That's a commitment. Yeah, that, that, that's a commitment. Um, Frank Gore, they found the right blend of it where – you know, Kenyon is the featured guy, and Frank Gore is the guy who keeps the chains consistent. And I think that that's the right approach. The problem that this offense gets in is, okay, yeah, you got a dink-dunk offense. you got a, a horizontal offense that, that lives off the big plays. Okay, what happens when the big plays aren't there? Okay, what happens when you got to get third and eight? Right. And you have to throw a real pass. You know, we're not looking at passes like Dan Marino threw where right. it's a 15-yard slant or it's a it's an out route or it's a comeback. Yeah, they're not throwing a complicated routes like that. No. And when you have to, to win the game or to convert a third down or to execute in the fourth quarter or, or to come from behind, they're struggling. Yeah, you know, a lot of people didn't know about Albert Wilson. Yeah. And then he came on strong for us early in the season. How big of a loss is that for this, for this team? Because, I mean, he's a guy that did a lot of things for him. Yeah, it's huge because he was a top playmaker at the beginning of the season. Now now you have to – I mean, well, Kenyon Drake should have been the top playmaker, but it was Albert Wilson, and, and everybody was okay with that because Albert was so dominant of a performance performer. Before he got hurt, he led the league in yards after contact. 
you know, that's pretty impressive. For a wide receiver, and as long sure. as somebody's making the plays, everybody can be okay with it. It's Absolutely. When, when you can't find anybody to do it is when you're in trouble. And, and I still think they, they have playmakers. I think they have talent. I mean, people don't realize, and, and I've said this consistently, De, Devontae Parker, say a lot of things. You can say a lot of things about him. Yeah. He's injury prone. He's soft. He's inconsistent. But I can tell you one thing that's a fact. He's still the most talented receiver no on that team. No doubt about it. We, even when Albert Wilson was there, he was still the most talented receiver on the team. The problem most physically is, gifted for sure. Talented. It, the talent is there. Now, can he stay healthy? Can, is, he, is he fragile? Yes, he is. You think it's, you think it's healthy or dealing with some little some things no, that I think it's health. I think it's health. I think I think I think it's I think it's health. I'm not gonna sit here and say that the man I'm not is soft. Yeah, because I mean I watched him break his finger. Like right. Yeah, I watched him break his finger. I watched him, you know, and, and all of his injuries are legitimate. People right. act like he's like missed like 40 games. Right. The man has missed, I believe, it's 13 games in his NFL career. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, a come on, y'all, Juice. Your foot, not your foot was held. Yeah, my foot into my career, though. But he didn't but miss anything up until then. He didn't miss anything before that. Though. But he had the foot. Yeah. He had the foot. He's had the calf. He's had the quad. Yeah, He's had the, the finger. Yeah, He's had things. the back. Now the question is, when you have a guy who's got a lot of things, is it because he saw or, or, or bad luck? Bad, I think it's bad luck. I do I too. Mean, I I argue this all the time. My best friend, Kajana Carter. You know, they say he was a bust. I say he had bad luck. When you tear stuff, rip stuff, break stuff, that's not that's not injury prone. That's bad luck, yeah. in my opinion. But Juice, you know you're talking about tearing stuff, breaking stuff. No, and he, I think he that's broke, why he broke people. His <laughs> I think he tore his hamstring. <laughs> so I mean, but that's the point. I think that's the issue people have with Devontae. A, it always seems to be something. Yeah. And B, it's something that you see a lot of other guys play through. And I think that's the reason why people have had the issue. Now, look, I'm the last guy in the world who should be judging anybody's toughness. But I'm saying comparing him to other NFL receivers, I think that's where some of that frustration has existed. See, here's the thing. All of the things that he's had are things that receivers cannot play with, with the exception of the back. You can't play with a broken finger. You can't catch the ball. Uh, nah, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 you saying nah? Eventually, you can catch with a broken finger. But I mean, come on, you had you have you have you have mitts. Up, let's go. You had you had mitts catch for a hand. Body. Catch, with, catch with your body. Oh. Uh, no, nah, I don't want him out there catching no, with his body. No, okay, the, right, there's right, too, right. too many talented players out there. <laughs> but he showed you. He showed you, and he gave you a little taste. And with a bad quarterback, yeah. my, by the way, with a bad quarterback, he gave you a little taste of what he could do. I'm not saying he's going to save the season, but. He's got talent to be very good. He's got a great opportunity right now, though. Yeah. Yes, he they ain't got no nobody else. What, no matter what. They ain't got nobody else. Right, right. And he's going to get his opportunities. Now, the question is, can he stay healthy for half season? Because I think this is really the only time he's going to be here. I, I I, don't see them honoring his, his fifth-year option for $9 million and change. Like, man. But he's got eight big games right now. Yeah. If he can stay healthy and produce in eight games. They might give him this opportunity, no? Absolutely. I think if he can produce like around 70 yards per game, right? five catches couple per game. A couple big plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple big plays got to get in the end zone. Yeah, I mean, can we score a touchdown at some point? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think the have opportunity, to put some points on the board. Yeah, I don't think the opportunities presented himself, you know, this last game, but he made some big plays for this he team, did, which, I, yeah. which is great to see. He did. And I saw a little spunk from him, man. That's what I like to see. Oh, you know me, you, man. You know what? He's yeah. got a and, – and people will think that I'm crazy when I say this. He's a very quiet guy. He's a very reserved guy. He doesn't talk. But when it comes to competition, I've seen him talk Trump. 
Yeah. I've seen him talk trash. I've seen him. You can say shit on the show. He's competitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen him talk shit. I've seen, he, I've seen him. I seen him score uh, on a guy in practice, of course, yeah, yeah. and then get all up in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot, where does that come from? Right. He's a competitive guy when you can bring that out of him. And I think all that he's gone through when your agent call out your head coach and, you know, you, 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 you know, agent, yeah. agent got to speak for you because you don't speak for yourself. Right. So uh, your agent call out your head coach and then it, you, you know they ain't got nobody else. Right. Devontae went to that, went into that Houston game as the healthiest receiver on the team. Yeah, it was going to be Ima- him or nobody. Imagine that. Right. So <laughs> you know you got to deliver. Right. And, and so what about and he did? He what, did. What about on the defense side of the ball? Oh, you talk about Cam Wake and, and yeah. you know the injuries he's going through. The defensive line, you know, we let players go uh, on defensive end. We've been injured on the defensive end. Yeah. The linebackers, the young linebackers, along they, with they Kiko, can't, they can't handle that traffic. They can't handle the traffic they, right they, now. They, they can't handle the traffic. They're not ready for it. Um, the safeties are stepping up in the box, trying to help out, and and then that leaves everybody you, vulnerable in the back end. Leaves you vulnerable in the back end. It's a, it's a bad mix, and everybody, you know, I heard Cam Wake say it, and and I and I I do believe it now that I've studied the film and looked at the film. It's always somebody's trying to do a little bit extra, right? And somebody's yeah. try, somebody's trying to to fill a gap that you know shouldn't be his responsibility. Yes. Do they need more reinforcements? Yes. I think they need another defensive tackle. I think they're crazy to not re-sign Kendall Langford and add him to that mix. I mean, right now they just cut jo- jo- uh, Pittman, and, and, and yeah, they're going to put him on the practice squad, but you're going into a game where you're going with two healthy defensive tackles and one guy who's coming off a foot injury. That's a bad and, – and can't stop the run? You asking for trouble. You oh, be, you begging for it. Oh, you you said it best. You watch all the film, all the game film, and you watch it multiple times. Me personally, I haven't got had an opportunity to watch game films. I watch the game. How are so many guys running wide open in our secondary? It, it, it a lot of times when I looked at the Houston game, it was, I, and I hate to call names, but Rashad was doing something he was peaking. Supposed, was, He's peaking a little bit. Yeah, he he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Um, uh, one Bobby McCain slips and you know uh another play Raekwon McMillan shoots the wrong gap um another play Cam Wake is put on the ground it you know it's it you know Robert Quinn is not delivering what he's supposed to be delivering it's a it's a it's a complicated thing where they're not setting the edge the defensive tackles are not keeping the linebackers clean linebackers are not shedding blocks safeties are cheating trying to come up and compensate for what everybody else is not doing and yes Rashad is trying to make big plays I always say this about Rashad Jones you take the good with the bad because there's been a lot of good there's a lot of good but it can turn into a lot of bad there's a lot of good and he's going to gamble and he's going to risk to give you the good we got somebody to protect you over the top yeah and TJ and and here's the thing TJ was having a career year until he started suffering a foot injury then it turned into a knee injury you know when they start people don't know that stuff yeah people just see miss tackle here miss tackle there miss coverage there but all the things that add up injury-wise affect your performance out there. Absolutely. You can't be less than Bobby McCain. Seven. People yeah. people are roasting Bobby McCain, and I, I give Bobby a lot of props because you don't want Torrey McTie out there. Right. You don't want Torrey McTie out there. But do you want a non-healthy Bobby McCain? I'd say he's playing at 80% right now. And and I give him give him credit because Will Fuller is probably one of the fastest receivers in the league. Right. People don't know how well he oh, just tore his oh, ACL. Yeah, right. he, he just tore his ACL. But they don't know how bad of a man he is because he plays next to DeAndre Hopkins. Right. But 
that's one of the fastest seasons in the league. And really, and T, you know, coming, Bobby McCain, people are going to say, oh, he needs to go back in the slot. And Bobby was doing a good job before the knee injury. Now he suffered a knee injury. He's you know what that's healthy. like, yeah. where yeah. you're down to six, 70%. Trying to get to 80%, and you're not playing completely whole. Let's talk about that a little bit, Oh, Think about it now. What's what's wrong with the depth problem? What happened in training camp where we, we don't develop the depth that you need when somebody, your, your starters go down? Where's the competition at where, you know, it was a, a it was, yeah. you know, toss-up, who's going to start? Or you're talking about that. Mm-hmm. Our, our backups are that bad. Yeah. How's that happen in this league? Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a multitude of things. Um, it's a new GM. He didn't draft to- Tony Lippett. He wasn't invested in Tony Lippett. Tony Lippett struggled to be to be fair. Be honest, Tony right? Lippett struggled and wasn't healthy, and it cost him his job. Then you give Tory McTire opportunity. Tory McTire practiced okay, but when he came to the game, he got roasted, and you had to sit him down. And then Cordray Tankersley, the guy that started eleven games last year. He's he's dealing with stuff, mental stuff that, you know. Sometimes you know you know juice it. Yeah. It's not all about on the it's field not, and X not, and O's. You you go. It's tough to separate the two yeah, sometimes, it, and you do bring personal you, stuff or mental stuff to to work. And, and they're trying to get him out of it. They're trying yeah. to get him out of it. Yeah. But you know, when a, when a young guy's in that sophomore slump yeah. and he's in his head and he's got other things going on, it, it, it piles up on him. And the problem is you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta take that luggage off his off his off his you know off his uh, his carry on. Yeah, organization can't handle that though for the most part. I, I, how do how do you handle that as an organization? You know, you you, you have to continue. There there are veteran free agents out there that that you can go get and you can go add to help you carry you over. And you know, hell, you know, I don't know what Sean Smith is health wise, but. You telling me Sean, Sean Smith, Smith? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you telling me Sean Smith can't help you for for a couple we of games? We bring Devontae out of retirement. Yeah. Uh, nah, he can't bring Vontae out of retirement. Nah, Vontae. Vontae for a half. Vontae done quit for you in get a him game. for a half of football, maybe. Yeah. Hey, so I want to shift gears for a second. You know, you. <laughs> Omar, you can't quit during the game and come back. I have never seen about such Sean like Smith that. and Vontae. I'm like, oh, are you talking about Sean Smith? I got to bring Vontae in. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Duo. And we've talked about a guy quit. Like you, you know, you play with guys. Man, he quit. He quit during the game, but he. Physically, like he didn't literally yeah. quit during the game. This dude quit and retired. During, I've never seen anything Packed like up it. his stuff and went home. That's Unbelievable. The thing I've ever heard. Unbelievable. Hey, it, it was a classic. You know what? But you know, if your heart ain't in it, if your heart ain't. Well, I get through the game, Omar. Hour and, yeah. and a half later. Okay, hour yeah. and yeah. Half. Get through the game. Tell, tell coaches, my hands straight hurt. I can't yeah, go. Yeah, like, man. <laughs> if your heart ain't in it, get, get, yeah. keep your heart in it for 30 minutes. Yeah, I, agree, I agree with you. It's, God, it's, more like, it's more like 90, but yeah. Hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Get through the damn game. So, I'm going to shift gears. He didn't get through the 12-minute halftime. <laughs> unbelievable. He, he just, just kept said, going. Hey, man, if I play for Buffalo, I want to go home, too. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Well, you know, no. I play for uh, the team in, 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 in Guam if they were paying that type of money. Yeah. You know, oh, come on now, oh. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Get, get you don't, you don't leave that type of money. I mean, he got that game check, though, already. Yeah, he, he got the game check. He got the game check. He just didn't want to play anymore. His heart wasn't. Bottom, bottom, bottom. And, and, and to be honest with you, Vontae is one of those weirder cat, weird cats that's just you know, yeah, if, no if, if, if grandma probably he called the grandma yeah, at halftime. No, said, no, he called grandma. grandma. I don't want to play no more. She said, "Baby, come on, home. Right, baby. Man. You might as well go home. He, he called baby, grandma. You might, you might well go home, baby. <laughs> he called grandma at pregame. She said, "Play a half. 
I hope Grandma about. didn't get him that advice. We'll talk about I it. bet your Grandma told him he should have got his ass back out there and finished the game. She probably I, did. I bet you that's what Grandma told him. That's his brother still chugging along on yeah. a long NFL career. Yeah, absolutely. So, Omar, let me ask you this question. You had talked about how this is one of the more difficult years you've had in covering a team. You are a guy who's not known for biting your tongue. That's you correct. know, if you've got something to say, it doesn't always sit well with people. But I give you credit. And, and I don't, you know, I listen to you in other interviews or read your stuff, and I love so much. You know, I text you sometimes, man, you nailed it on this. And sometimes I say, hey, man, I don't agree. You know, I don't agree with everything. But you say what you think, and I give you a lot of credit for that. When you are that type of an individual, that type of a journalist, where you do put it on the line and you say those kind of things, and then you run into a year where there's a lot of shit to say. How, does yeah. that make it extra challenging for you? You know what? This season has been hard for me because I have such mixed emotions because I've seen so much that shows me that they can coach. You know, Adam Gaze, i, I give you a perfect example with Joe Philbin. I would see a problem with this team, and I would present that problem. Like right now they have a problem with stopping the run, and they have their, they, their defensive tackle play is not good enough. Right. You know Joe Philbin, it would take him a month to fix that problem, a, an entire month. Maybe if he did it quickly, it would take him three weeks. If it got fixed. Yeah, if it got fixed. Adam Gaze, that problem will be fixed next week, if not two. If, if it, it might be this one, this one because it was a Thursday night game, they didn't have the time to properly right. address what the Lions did. Fair. And then you know, but I believe that it will be fixed next week. They will do something different. They, you know, so I and and that's the thing. I know he can motivate. I know he can coach. I know his players play for him. You know, it only lasts so long when they right. play for you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you got to have some kind of success. He's shown you that he can be successful. He's shown you that hell. He's got Brock Osweiler, who I believe is a horrible quarterback, um, playing at a at a doing okay, at a decent level, at a decent level. They're now, not he, losing because of him. He ain't asking him to do too much. Right. right. I mean, they they running the ball on third and eight. Right. Uh, they are. They they running the ball on third and eight. With smart coaching, really. Yes. So I know he has the chops to do what he needs to do. My question is, right now, and I, I don't know if I ever would have came into the season, I don't think he's a personnel to do it. Like when you're down to your Man, third. That, that bothers me, yeah. That, when you're down to your third starter because of injuries on your offensive line, how good is your offensive line going right, to be? Right. Your tight end situation. Yeah, you put a y'all that's invested in Mike Gesicki. I could have shown. I could have told you that wasn't going. That, don't that, don't that, talk that, about Penn State like that. Uh, hey, listen. Don't talk about Penn State like he, that, he, Omar. He, he's charming. He's charming. I'm just saying that boy cannot block to save his life. He is a liability. And now he don't want to get hit, so he's trying to hurtle everybody. No, don't act like you didn't I, see it. I, he I should do. be hurtling more people instead of trying to lower his head. I think that's where he ran hey, into the trouble. Hey, the last time he tried to lower his head, he got he got. That's my point. He's he better got, off jumping over people. Hey, no, they, they want him to stop that. They want yeah. him to stop that. He, he ain't going to last long. That fall from up high to down low yeah, is, is a guy. lot harder. That's, that's a long, a long, yeah, that's a yeah. long drop. You're going to fall, fall hard. But my point is, even going into that game last week with – one healthy receiver because people don't realize this, but Jakeem Grant ain't healthy. He, his shoulder banged up. Um, um, you got Danny Amendola. Lord knows, you know that he he, wait, you, wait, he playing with something, and you know that ain't gonna last very long. So you got one and a half healthy receivers on your team, and still they they managed to figure it out to to the point where the offense wasn't a horrendous. It was right. it was kind of efficient. Yeah, but you know what though, Omar, I understand what you're saying. But every team is dealing with stuff yes, like you're that. You're right. Every team deals with this. You know, middle middle of season. Every team every, don't have four 
defensive ends well, we, out. Yeah, we well we every team ain't got practice. That's, that's Buzzer's luck right there. Yeah, every, you're right. Every team ain't got practice squad guys, guys playing defensive yeah, ends for thirty true. snaps a game. So we, we're, we're worse than most teams, but everybody's dealing with injuries. So it really boils down to what kind of depth have you built? Yeah. What, what how your talent when you had eighty five plus guys in camp? What did you? What you develop? What you, you do? When you, when you purge your roster of your talent, and right. you claimed everybody was not the, was the problem, and right. they they you know they have personalities that didn't match with what the culture you want to bring. Okay, well that that comes with a, that comes at a price. Don't you even, have to deal even, with yeah. even Jordan Phillips? You tell me Jordan Phillips can't help right now. Right now, right now, I, mean, I thought he was having a decent season. Yeah, he was okay, but yeah, it, I mean, it, decent. His personality sucked, right. but you know, right. you make you make the sacrifice because you wanna you wanna change the culture of your team. Well, okay, well that's a, a good player that's not on the field. Yeah, these guys. I mean, you think about it now, man. It's a different world in terms of yeah. you know being thick skin as a as a they player. Not, they not thick skin, okay? Right. They not thick skin. Right. And, and that's that's the yeah. problem. Yeah. That's the problem. I, I was I was watching uh, Martellus Bennett uh, some tweets that he put out at today, and it was about um, John. It was about Gruden and how Gruden can't coach this generation of kids and athletes. And Gruden thinks that he can go find the, you know, I can go find the Gruden grinders to bring them on my team. Nah, bro. Nah. This ain't, this ain't. I, I saw it change when I was covering the University of Miami. And the culture of athletes that were coming up then were the YouTube five-star I, I, everybody, I could get my girls off Instagram and, and off Twitter and everything needs to be handed to me. I got a video showing you how great I am. And they don't want to work. They don't want to work for the booty that they get. Right, right. They ain't about to work for, for the stardom that they want. They want to be the guy who, yeah, I'm going to be the only receiver recruited in this class. You, I'm the only running back in this class. I'm going to have this job handed to me. This is that. This is that. Gen- and uh, if you don't want to give it to me, I'll go play at Buffalo. Right. I'll go play at Troy State, and they'll promise me the starting job as a rookie. And this is this. You're seeing now a decade of athletes who want promises, guarantees, right. get their booty off Instagram. Everything is gifted to them. And coaches, coaches have to. The new age coaches are the only ones that can handle any and and uh, deal with that. Right. I think I think that's that's the point right there. I I, I think Adam Gase is a, a new age coach. Yeah, he is. He, he really is. You yeah, can't even yeah. yell at a player no more. Right. You it, you it, you cannot amazing. yell at a player no more. It's amazing to me seeing how these hand, these ki- these these kids I call them kids because so obviously they're half my age most of them are handled with kids gloves. Yep. And and. You know, they can't I, handle the truth. I, I coach ten year old baseball and I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm an old school guy coaching these new school kids. I got parents that come up to me afterwards, be like, um, "Could you please, please not like yell at the kids? Could you please not use that word with the kids?" I'm like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Yeah, <laughs> was it that word? It, 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 no, I, didn't use, I never use fuck. Listen, no, but the kids, everybody, get, like, damn, suck. Everybody, you shit. Everybody get a participation trophy. Everybody, sad. And we're, we're watching a general. These these kids who started the participation trophy kids, they're now grown athletes in the pros. No, like no. even even the NBA players, they didn't play high school oh, ball. They played AAU on the ball. NBA they played play AAU ball. But I feel like basketball players been like that. I just have a whole different philosophy on the basketball players. 
So we won't keep you much longer. You know, we, I know the missus is around here somewhere, and uh, we want to let you get back to the ghoul. But because this is the fish tank, yes. and because we do focus on uh, the dolphins' tails from the deep. Yep. So we had Ethan on. Uh-huh. Ethan Skolnick was here. And, and it's interesting because we just talked about coaches yelling at players. And he told us a story about Nick Saban laying into him on the coach's show. Laying into so, him? Laying into, yeah, motherfucking Ethan for asking a question about who deserved to make the Pro Bowl. It's a fantastic story. you got to hear it. Okay. But I wonder, so you've covered how many coaches now for the Dolphins? You know, going back to when I was an intern, I, I covered Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Um, I, I, so all of them except for uh, Don Shula. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't do Dave. I didn't do Dave. Oh, you missed it. Um. Yeah. And, and then I had a little tail in the Nick. My favorite. My favorite Dolphin story. And OJ, I need. I need you to verify this okay, for me. Right, I mean, because you was on the team. I was an intern, and I remember this story because it vividly stands out to me. It was, I believe, it was the year Yatil Green was drafted. Yep. Ninety-seven. It, it, it is a Yatil Green story. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. Dan Marino, Yatil Green. Yatil Green's running downfield, wide ass open. Dan Marino throws in the ball. Yatil is hitting it in his hands. Yatil drops it. Next play. Another play later, Yatil's another rep with Dan. Wide open. Dan Marino throws in the ball. Yatil drops it. Yatil comes back to the huddle. Dan, and this is when, when the media was on the field, so we were able to see Right yeah, up in that yellow like, dotted line. Yeah. <laughs> and. Dan Marino says, Yatil, if you drop another motherfucking ball, you'll never see it again. <laughs> you'll never see the ball ever again. Right. Ever, ever, ever again. Next play. Next play. And this is this is like this is my first day at Dolphins Camp. And and I was one, I ain't know Dan was like that. I ain't know Dan was gangster like that. You know, because they had this whole public image of Dan Marino. Correct, correct. You don't know he gangster like that. <laughs> you don't know every word, every fourth word out of his mouth is fuck. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. So no, yeah, he said, you if you drop another motherfucking pass, you will never see the motherfucking ball ever again. Next play, you till come out the huddle. Running the nine route. Dan throw him the ball. You hit your tear hands. Bounce off his hands. Your tear hits the ground. ACL torn. Wow. You you remember that day? I do remember that day. I remember that day, but I, I, I didn't know I, I the remember the, I, don't, I don't remember the, the drop before that. But, yeah, I do remember the day he tore it, man. And, man, oh, man. You, you know what? And that's, that's so funny you say that because your tear would have been one of the greatest wide receivers in Dolphin history. But you're right about Injury, yeah, that was a different but, era but, of injuries. But you're right, though, man. Util had he had the yips a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, and Danny, Danny wasn't going for that shit. No, nah, no. Nah. He was not going for that shit. And that's, you know, look, I wasn't running like Util was, but I was catching. Well, he was running like a deer. He was running like a fucking deer, man. Yeah. And, and big as hell, of, too. That's one of the biggest. That's one of, but but Danny was, was like that, man. But you know what, though? Danny was, he was good about his criticism. Because the only one, he, he was all about the team. He really was. But you got to catch that shit, oh. Yeah, to yeah, make, yeah make, nah. To make, make Danny look, make me look good, Danny, yeah, if I'm Danny. Absolutely. You, know what I mean? he, you so, can tell he saw the yeah, potential because he kept exactly, throwing it to him. Can't give him a shot. Yeah. And, but here's and, the, let me tell you a backside story to that because I remember Mark Ingram left here because him and Danny got into it a little bit. But he said, well, Mark said when he went to Green Bay and played with Brett Favre, Brett Favre said, you, you can drop it all you want. I'm going to keep throwing it to your ass, though. I'm, I'm going to keep throwing it to you. 
You know what I mean? So it's a different way of approaching that same situation. And I think Danny probably, in retrospect, should have been encouraging that young yeah. dude. You know what I mean? Keep getting open. Oh, he You're going to catch it. He You're going to catch it. You're going to yeah. catch it. You know what I mean? But instead, you know, this dude's pressing. Danny's tough to deal with. Yeah, yeah. He Danny was, didn't like me in the first place. I, I went to Penn State. He went to Pitt. You know what I mean? That was the first problem already. But, yeah, he's tough to, he's tough to deal with. But if you're there and you're catching that shit, man, you're going to keep feeding it to you. But he should have encouraged that young dude instead of making hey, him press like that. that. And, and honestly, I love him to death, but. That was the that was the last time you ever you, <laughs> you really just, <laughs> you ever really saw you till green. That was yeah, it. It was, man. Unfortunately, man. I mean, but that was a different era where you it, I saw him in the locker room a couple of times, rough up a couple of dudes because you chill wasn't nobody to fuck with. So Juice, you gotta tell that story because no, I think your teal had a teal had a reputation of being soft. I mean, let's talk about it. We talked about soft earlier. He had some injuries in, in college <laughs> when he got drafted. You know, on the, Jimmy was on the phone with him. He said, now, you teal. I know we had the hamstrings. We had some injuries. We're not going to have little injuries keeping us off the field. He said, no, sir, no, sir. He, t- he Right before he selected yeah. him, he had that conversation with him. Yeah. And then, of course, he got hurt. Now, that was, a, again, that was a real injury. I mean, that yeah. was, yeah. That, you know, he, that was he, a real injury. he shredded his knee. It's right. just a, it's just a real shame yeah, that what happened to him. to get him back too fast. But yeah. I never knew him, and he had that high-pitched country voice, you know, oh. and I didn't know him as a tough guy. Man, you told me. You can't tell the story. You don't have Yo, to name yeah. names. Well, Unless you want to name them. Util was yoke. Util was a big dude, man. Yoke. You know what I mean? This dude was built like a, the ideal wide receiver before these big dudes came in the league. Yeah. Honestly, you know, there were some big dudes that they couldn't run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Little dudes that could run, but they weren't big. Util was all big, that. strong, and could run. But I'm going to tell you this. Util ordered some Nike shit to the locker room. Big old box of Nike shit. He had a Nike deal. And he was in the training room getting treatment. And motherfuckers went through it. We went through all of his stuff. You know what I mean? And he came out of the locker room and all this stuff out of his box was gone. Big old box. Everything was gone, right? Cleaned it out. Util came out of the locker room and said, I'm, all right, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go to the locker room, back at the training room real quick. I want all my shit back. And he meant that shit, right? I had a T-shirt. I put that shit right back. You had a shirt? <laughs> like, dude, you took a shirt? I put that T-shirt, I put it right back. I put it right back. Did you fold it up nice like at the gap? Oh, no, it, was all, I didn't, it wasn't even out of package oh, yet. <laughs> went, I didn't open it up completely. I just put it right back, you know what I mean? And a lot of other dudes did the same thing. So, yeah, okay. There's a couple dudes like, man, fuck that dude. Fuck that rook. Fuck that rook. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right. So one dude thought he was a little tougher than you till. You till. Take him to the back, through the locker room, through the training room, by the pool. All I know was, your chill came back, sweating, no shirt on, yoked up like, I told him, Juice. I told him, Juice. <laughs> and the dude that wouldn't put his shit back came back limping like, oh, man. Like, your chill wore his ass out in the back by the pool. Nobody but he saw took him, him out there and said, hey, come gave, with me. He gave him a chance away from everybody else. <laughs> But, hey, nobody fuck with you till the rest of the time. Wow. Well, no matter how much time he's spent on the training tail, table, nobody mess with you till at that point. I promise you that. Wow. That's real talk. <laughs> hey, I told him, Juice. That's all I need to hear. I'm glad I gave that T-shirt back. <laughs> I have my own Nike deal. I didn't need his T-shirt. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. just rookie hazing, and I, got, I came to my senses. <laughs> I didn't need that T-shirt. <laughs> well, Omar, thank you so much, man. I pulled you right off the dance floor here. Oh, hey, the Wolverine it, costume. Look at look at those yeah, Wolverine yeah, claws, hey, hey, man. man. 
These are real too. These cutting. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, I touched I was like, it. He was like, cutting yeah. his chicken out yeah. there with. The, <laughs> and those things are legit, right there. But seriously, see, we're a little bit too it. real ordering this online. You, <laughs> you know? can't take that to the airport. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You can't take it on the road with the team, bro. Those got to stay here locally. Really appreciate you ju- uh, jumping in the fish tank with us, man. We hope we can have you on again. No problem. Hey, thanks for diving time. in, though. No problem, guys. This week on the Light Skinned Opinion Podcast. I'm a little salty. You know what I'm saying? One time for the hurricanes, but I'm a little salty, though, because I'm a Florida State fan. I can't even argue with you, bro. We do look a little. little. I think the issue is even more so than just offensive line. When I'm watching Florida State play, I don't see any talent jumping off the screen. I don't see anything. They got a bunch of top five recruiting classes coming in, so I don't want to hear about the cover being bad, Recruiting classes be like that. You stop twerking in practice. Recruiting classes be like that until they get on campus. Every time I see a practice video from FSU, every time I see an FSU practice video, they dancing. Stop. Practice videos you I see them on Twitter all the time. That, but that's the problem. It's a practice video and they dancing. Yeah, they're out there twerking. That's Instagram. You're doing the doodle brown. Yeah, okay. and every time we look hit at the somebody. hurricane, we hit the hurricane on Instagram. On. Well, Juice, man, it's been an unbelievable night at the Signature Grand Ghoul benefiting 2-1-1 Broward, an incredible charity. You know, I, I run a nonprofit myself. I know how important it is to get back to the community. 2-1-1 does spectacular work. But so do you, my friend. You've been doing this, helping 2-1-1 Broward and some other charities through the Grand Ghoul, and I commend you for throwing this amazing party year after year after year. Bro, it's been by far the finest party and the funnest party you've had, man, presented by Calvin Giordano and Associates, man. And the Signature Grand always does it up, man. But this has been the most fun I've had because I got my partner in crime with me, Don. Hey, I appreciate that, man. man. I had a blast. I've been coming to this thing every year. My whole goal was to win the damn costume party, and after we achieved that last year, I didn't think there was anywhere else for me to climb. <laughs> then you asked me to be the host, and they've kind of spoiled me, Juice. They yeah. sent, Deanna sent the, the limousine the out setup. to pick it up. Yeah. I had a reserve table. You know how much I had to stand and eat here for 17 years, man. <laughs> they had a reserve table. So shout out to Deanna, the Signature Grand, and everybody that helped make this thing a success. Yeah, can please continue to support 2-in-1 Broward. It's a big deal, and it's, it's much needed in the community. Man, do so many great services for for a lot of people that are in need, Seth. Man, so what we do in the community, you know, our, our podcast is a, is fun, but what they do in the community is second to none. Absolutely, you're you're 100 right about that. But speaking of the podcast, we did have a lot of fun. It was a little different, you know. We got to talk a little ball today. I, I saw, know. you know, I, your juices started flowing, man. As much as we enjoy the stories, it was fun sitting down talking to Omar, talking to Ethan, guys who bring a different perspective. And uh, got to talk a little bit about the current team. So good stuff. I loved it. I loved it, man. All right. Well, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll play this one for the listeners. Hopefully, they stick with us. I think I think that's your cue, Drew. That so I'm my pretty cue. convinced. Look at, look at my cue. <laughs> my cue is cutie. That was definitely your cue. I think we're gonna have to wrap this one up. So we can't wait to get another guest here in the fish tank. And appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for diving in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're now diving into the fish tank. Drive up in that fish tank. Who that? Sitting down with Seth Living. Seth. OJ. Juice. Juice, man. Ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. dog fans. Number one. one. Of course, y'all. This ain't no ordinary sports talk. Drive up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank Rockin' with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank 
Don't be able to add a token, but the devil be the king. 